What's up and welcome to episode number 11 of Basics with KR. And I had posted a poll on Instagram uh, about what you guys would like to, uh, you know, listen to me ramble on about. Whether it's going to be about the Franklin Templeton mutual fund crisis, if you can call it that, that's going on. Or if you want to learn uh, more about the basics of investing. And uh, clearly a lot of people preferred the basics of investing but the margin was not that high i was expecting a lot of people to go towards this option but then it was very very even steven for the most part except for i think three or four votes which sort of swayed things in the favor of basics of investing uh, but then I will eventually release the Franklin, uh, you know, episode as well. I'm yet to figure out whether I'll keep it as a podcast episode or if I'll go towards the IGTV route or uh, what I'll exactly do. But eventually it will come because it is an extremely important thing, I feel, to know. Uh, and it's not really every day that you see these things happening. So without any further ado, let's get started into the basics of investing. Quick little note before we get started. Firstly, this episode is divided into a few segments. The very first one is going to talk about a few broad categories of investments. Second one is going to talk about, you know, best avenues for beginners and such. The next one is going to talk about how to invest in a market like this. The next one is going to talk about how much to invest. And finally, we've got the q and I've also included a sneaky little action plan for you guys if you want to actually act on what i'll be speaking on uh, in in this episode and uh, there's one thing i miss out on i just realized and that is uh, the time horizon that you should be looking at time horizons are really dependent on your target are really dependent on how much you already have and how much you're earning so it's a very uh, you know very weird thing to really talk about because it's it's so dependent on other factors that it's hard to say but typically investments can um, are typically like you know, 5 to 50 years that that could really be the span of investments it's a bit hard to say anything in between anything less than a year or so it's, it's sort of edging towards the point of becoming trading which is also fine it's ultimately investing uh, but slightly different that's something I want to clarify and another thing is I've heard that uh, no pun intended I've heard that the audio quality on Spotify is much better than that on anchor so you could possibly check out spotify if you're listening to this on anchor and make sure that you're listening to this episode at a speed you're comfortable at i personally prefer 2x because it's a lot faster and it it sort of prevents you from falling asleep because i know i speak a little bit slower and this episode is riddled with uh, some very boring finance jargon at times and it's, it's just a bit dry in general so unless you're gonna listen to it at a higher speed you're probably gonna get bored and you're probably going to feel sleepy, which is the last thing that I want. So make sure you're listening to it on at a speed you're comfortable at. And let's get started. So the very first question that comes to mind when someone says, uh, you know, you should invest and investing is important and such is why? Like, why is investing important? If I'm given... Uh, like 10,000 rupees, what's stopping me from going and blowing all those 10,000 rupees on, uh, you know, something really fancy or just something that I like, whether it's on a night out or whether it's on like a new pair of sneakers or whatever, it could be whatever, dude. but 
uh, it, it really begs the question that why should I invest? And uh, if 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 you're listening to this and you're hoping to get into investment and you haven't already answered that question, then it's kind of alarming to be honest because investing is extremely important. And if you you know want to ensure financial stability, um, then it's it's pretty much the only thing which can really really save you. And you know this this might sound like an old guy speaking that hey come on uncle why are you talking about investing it is you know for old people that's really not the case. The earlier you start, the earlier you get at it, the better it is going to be for you. So do not keep that you know negative uh, sort of mentality about investment investments and you know the stock markets and such because contrary to what people say it's not you know two good Jew folks talking about what Sensex and Nifty did uh, while you know uh, they're on their train commute it is much more uh, complex than that and it is extremely important for you so it is in your best interest because if you want financial stability, if you want to retire comfortably at whichever age, whether you choose to retire early or you know late or at the appropriate time or whenever you choose to retire, you know it will help you form your contingency fund. For example, a lot of people uh, might have had severe salary cuts or might have you know asked to leave without pay. Uh, from their organizations due to this coronavirus pandemic that's going on. And at that time, if you don't really have investments, then you can't exactly survive because you wouldn't have a lot of funds to, uh, you know, actually live on, literally survive on. So it it goes right from your basic survival uh, requirement to something much more advanced, like, you know, buying a new house or buying a fancy car that you like. So it it covers a lot of bases, uh, and that that's that's why investing is important. So it's it's kind of hard to really uh, tell you just how important it is because every single thing, every single grown-up thing that we'll be expected to do, or if you're slightly older than me, then every single grown-up thing that you are expected to do or want to do will uh, you know really be possible via investing. So that's why it's important. Now let's sort of move on to certain instruments that you can use in some broad categories of investments and such. So there are a myriad of, uh, you know, categories under investing because, of course, it's a very broad topic as such and it can go from you as a retail person, you as an individual putting an even a thousand rupees in a certain company as you know buying that by the buying the company stocks or it can also be you handing over your money to someone who is qualified who is you know literally studied their entire life and devoted their life to managing other people's money and making sure that they earn a return so there are just so many different ways where you can invest and where your money actually ends up working for you and, uh, you know, a few of them are obviously, you know, stock markets, which is very, uh, which has become very common these days. And I'm sure that at this point, we all know, uh, you know, broadly speaking, what the markets do and how uh, they function. There are also a few other markets which I've discussed in earlier episodes, you know, such as commodities and FX and uh, all of those things. So those are also certain markets that are there. And then you've got, you know, 
PMS services, which is portfolio management services, where a professional will handle your uh, money and they'll put it into the the asset classes and the investments that they deem are fit, and they'll give you whatever return is there. They'll obviously charge you a certain amount, which is typically you know around one percent or so, which is you know known as the ideal uh, cost management cost for these guys. But then that really depends. So. there are also mutual funds in that where which we'll come to in a bit so there are a lot of broad categories under investments and you know you you can really put your money into so many different things you've also got real estate which a lot of people do and uh, typically during recessions like these uh, which i'm assuming will soon follow once these uh, you know lockdown restrictions are lifted uh, back in 2008 a lot of really really uh successful real estate people made their money buying uh properties in 2008 2009 and then selling it off around 2010 2011 2012 approximately those a uh, few years so a lot of people do end up investing during these times which is which makes it a very attractive instrument so real estate is obviously one of those things and uh, so 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 as you know uh cars like a lot of people get into cars as investments of course it is uh, a completely uh, different ball game altogether where you really have to put in several crores to buy a nice car and then hold it and the point i'm trying to make is that investment is very broad you you really can't sort of uh, you know restrict it to just a few asset classes because as i said you've got real estate you've got cars you even have watches you've got art pieces you've got every single thing that you can imagine if there is a value attached to it and if that value is not going to go down or if there is enough demand for it then it's very likely that you know it can be termed as an investment one way or the other so it's a bit hard as i said to really uh, restrict the types of investments that are there but we'll try to do uh, that in the next segment because this is supposed to be a beginner's guide on investing i'm not really going to talk a lot about more advanced uh, you know avenues of investment such as pms services and so on because those are really meant for hnis and people who have a lot of money to put in for example if you want a pms service you need to you know shell out like 1 crore or so uh to give to that person so obviously not everyone has that kind of uh, you know capital especially at this level so we're going to stick to the very basics which are very relevant for people like us who are uh, you know newer to investments and are just starting to earn our initial few paychecks and so on so the very first thing that i want to talk about is possibly the most common um avenue of investment and that uh, that are uh, that that's mutual funds so uh mutual funds as we all know it's it's basically an instrument where you put in money and grows now mutual funds uh, a lot of people don't really understand how they work and i'll possibly try to do a separate thing on it altogether because it, it, the the workings of these mutual funds and the specific details of these funds are very different and they can vary uh you know very very much so effectively what mutual funds are is they'll invest in some or the other market where you know they'll try to generate a return for you and your 100 rupees that you invest will hopefully become 110 112 or 107 even uh, by the end of the year of course there are chances that it you know does not give you that return but 
the motive is obviously earning your returns because after all that is what we are here for while investing so uh, the very first thing is mutual funds now uh, mutual funds there are two ways to invest in it and you might have heard the second term that i'll talk about in a bit uh, because it's floated around very very uh, commonly the first way is to put in a lump sum amount so you if, if you got like 10000 rupees just lying around then you put it into a mutual fund that is a that is called a lump sum investment where you're just putting in 10000 rupees up front one time then hoping it grows the other kind of mutual fund investment that you can have is an SIP it's called a systematic investment plan and how it works is that every month or every period it can be month quarter uh, year whatever you choose and every you know set period you'll put in a few thousand rupees or you know a few hundred rupees or a few lakh rupees depending on how much you are comfortable putting in so for example you know if your paycheck is 30000 rupees per month and you decide that all right you know i'm going to keep an sip of 5000 so every month 5000 is going to go towards that mutual fund investment and it'll hopefully yield you uh, you know enough returns so the money sort of gets combined and it it sort of ends up being worth more than the sum of its parts essentially that is uh, the point that you know sips have and it it basically helps you build a a bigger corpus a bigger investment value even though your initial few investments are going to be lower because of course you can't really imagine making 50 lakh rupees by just investing 5000 rupees every month but then that is what you know sips sort of build towards so that is uh, another sort of you know way to invest in mutual funds now there are further categorizations of mutual funds debt and equity debt is basically like borrowing so you know you you give it to the fund and the fund will basically loan money out whether it's to institutions or whether it's to other people is completely dependent on the fund but what you need to know about debt mutual funds are is that they will typically yield you less money less returns than you know an equivalent equity fund but at the same time they are probably going to be less riskier and i'm i'm using the word probably very very uh, uh, you know on purpose so keep that in mind that they're probably going to be less riskier than equity funds and equity funds of course as we all know they invest in the stock markets and they hope to earn you a return and there are further categorizations into these like literally you'll 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 uh, you'll be shocked to know just how deep things can go uh, but these are the very basic things that you need to understand and how it is important to you is that you know a lot of people um, prefer just going into an equity mutual fund because they they're like no this is giving me good returns but then when we talk about a balanced sort of portfolio you need to get in some amount of uh, debt as well so possibly looking at 80 20 or 70 30 or whichever ratio you deem fit put in some money into a you know equity mutual fund put in some money into a debt mutual fund and whether it's through sip or whether it's a lump sum amount completely dependent on uh, what you can do but that is typically going to be you know your asset split at this point of time and you know the biggest sort of culprit which people have and that biggest uh, uh, you know biggest enemy uh, of investing 
is in my opinion fixed deposits because they really don't yield you that much and you're better off just putting money into a liquid fund which is another type of a mutual fund effectively like a fixed deposit but then a lot of people have this uh, thing that hey you know we'll, we'll invest it in an fd or we'll keep it in a savings account those are really not good investments because in most cases they won't yield you that much of you know a return where it's actually going to be sustainable for you those are really more relevant for people who require liquidity or who require you know a very safe avenue such as senior citizens and so on that is really not what i'm assuming that uh, the people listening to this one are so for you savings account fixed deposits really not relevant what is very relevant is uh mutual funds and just the different types of mutual funds which you really need to keep in mind another type of investment is direct equity now direct equity is basically uh you know investing directly into companies using the stock markets and this requires a bit of uh, you know prior understanding of the markets and it requires you to actually do some homework mutual funds on the other hand you just need to pick a good fund and you, you need to look at a few very basic things and then you will get the grasp of it but then uh direct equity it requires you to find a good company and there are several ways of actually understanding which a good company what a good company is like so for example one way very common way is that you know people will see that you know i for example eat a lot of uh, biscuits and i eat a lot of britannia biscuits so one may think that you know britannia is doing well lot of people are buying their biscuits let me put my money into britannia similarly maggie is doing well you know maggie obviously owned by nestle so let me put my money into nestle that is one way people do things of course it is it's got its advantages and its disadvantages but for the most part it's a very basic way of doing these things and very basic way of going about it so that's one way you could do but that's really not the most ideal way to go about it and that is really why if you don't have a lot of uh, you know knowledge about direct equity and the stock markets and such it's probably best to leave the job to the experts which is what mutual funds are for that there are just those two uh, instruments which you need to understand but ultimately i feel most of the people are going to go uh, towards the mutual funds route some people might go direct equity but then that is largely going to be because you know you want to invest you want higher returns and you think that you have that confidence of uh, investing in a company directly which is completely up to you but uh, that's an option and if you're wondering how you can do that i've spoken about it i think in my first few basics with kr episodes you know exactly how you can make an account and so on so those are a few different uh, you know ways to invest money best avenues for uh, beginners and now let's move to a segment which is very important and that is how to invest in a market like this so the question that uh, you know i had i had uh, put forward is how to invest in a market like this because a lot of stocks are falling people are speculating whether this was a bottom or not and uh, we really aren't seeing a lot of very positive reassuring news about the situation and we're just seeing that uh, you know it's possibly going to be the worst recession that we've ever seen so amidst all of that the question really does end up being that how can i invest in a market like this what is the guarantee that a year from now my investment will even be worth anything what if the company i invest in fails 
so that's a very uh, that's a very valid question there and what you need to understand is that during times like these if you've got cash you are literally the best uh, placed person ever because you know eventually these companies will recover the stronger companies will recover and uh, some of them may fall and some some companies might not make it out alive in the same uh, you know glory that they had before but some companies will really do well and it is those companies which which are basically trading at a clearance sale discount and i have literally an entire episode on this very thing i think it's basics with kr number 9 or 8 i'm not quite sure then you can listen to that at length and uh, if you want to listen to me at length that is it's not really a pleasurable <laughs> experience i'm sure but uh, if you if you want the option is there but what i basically talk about that in uh, that is you know it's it's kind of weird to say which exact instrument you can invest in in a market like this you've got certain funds which are not performing well you've got certain funds which are going to perform reasonably well you've got certain equity stocks which have been just doing amazingly and you've got certain equity stocks which are not doing that well so at this point of time i'm personally of the opinion that if you know how to pick a stock it is the right time to possibly start putting in a little bit of money in chunks so if you've got around 10000 rupees to invest you could uh, put it into tranches of 500 rupees or 1000 rupees depending on the stock's price of course but uh, i feel that is sort of the approach that you could be taking at this point because uh, you know right now it's really uh, it's really anyone's guess what might happen in the markets in a few weeks so Uh, it's a bit hard to say exactly which uh, you know which uh, instrument to invest in. So uh, a lot of people have been telling me, and I was speaking to one of my professional fund manager, not fund manager, but a wealth manager friend of, not a friend of mine, but a, a contact of mine. Uh, let's just keep it at that. And uh, that that friend come contact told me that you know it's it's best to put your money into overnight funds at this point. because they they've got the best liquidity and they the least chance of default and the return might be low but at least you will keep your capital and uh, that's one way to go about it i personally do not have a lot of exposure in overnight funds most of my exposure is into equities at this point so i'm just picking stocks based on you know their historical performance stocks which have really stood the test of time back in 2008 they might have fallen but then they eventually recovered so stocks which have a really solid business model whether you're talking about reliance which really did tremendously after the facebook investment whether you're talking about hindustan unilever which has been pretty much like a rock uh, throughout time whether you're talking about other stocks like uh, which one is it i'll try to give you a good example here if i can HDFC HDFC twins HDFC and HDFC bank those are also good examples IRC IRT IRCTC I think I'm pronouncing that right IRCTC uh, is also a good pick but then right now it's obviously in a, in a bit of a uh, fix because the tourism is just in absolute ditch and travel is in an absolute ditch so those are some very good high quality stocks which will continue to do well regardless of you know the situation whatever happens with the world uh people are going to buy bread people are going to buy biscuits and people are going to shave so there's this very a uh, good example i i can't quite remember 
uh, who who had coined the term, but then he said that, you know, I was wondering which stock to buy because I was I was just not knowing anything about the markets. But then I was thinking that, you know, whatever happens in the world, men are going to shave. So if men are going to shave, then naturally Gillette is the market leader. And as a result, that person bought Gillette and they ended up being a very big legendary trader and investor. So that is one way to look at things. You know, you have to understand which is going to be a very good and a very sustainable industry, which is going to be a very sustainable company among, uh, you know, from the, in that industry. So based on those things, there are a few parameters that you can use. And it's really not a very precise science and it's really not an exact art either. It's a mix of both and you need to have that knack. You need to have that, you know, sort of foresight where you kind of need to imagine... Uh, what might happen in the future if these things continue you need to sort of do a little bit of mental gymnastics at this point and it might just help you and uh, again i've given you a few names which i personally feel are good performers i can't really give you uh, recommendations and suggestions and tips per se because i'm not registered with nse or sebi or with any other body for that matter i'm just sharing my views here so uh, you know I, I can't legally give you a recommendation, but those are some companies that, uh, you know, are good according to me and according to my analysis. And if you do not want to invest in direct equities, of course, you've got the option of mutual funds. You've got the option of real estate if you've got the capital, which I'm not quite sure if everyone will. Uh, I don't. But if you've got the capital, real estate is also possibly worth looking at once the market stabilizes and such. So that's... Uh, my take on how how you can invest in a market like this next we're going to answer the question how much to invest from one question that i can't quite answer exactly to another question that i can't really answer for you i i really don't know how much you could invest there's no exact formula i mean a lot of people will tell you that you know 40 to 50 percent of my paycheck goes in investments but if you're what if you're earning 15,000 rupees you can't realistically put in 40 to 50 percent uh, for towards your investments if you're not living at home so it it really depends on you now you you could sort of put things into like you could you could possibly prioritize things where if you're earning let's say 20,000 rupees then you then you keep money aside for your rent you keep money aside to send at home if you do that you keep money aside for your very basic living expenses where like you literally can't survive without those and then you choose to invest like 70 percent of the remainder or you invest like 80 percent of the remainder or you invest 50 percent of the remainder it really is up to you there is no exact formula which is going to work as i said it it really varies but you need to make sure that at this point of time, you need to invest as much as you can. And this is sadly the time where, you know, we are the most uh, enthusiastic about buying new things, buying expensive things. Because, you know, if you are a beginner, if you are if you are just getting started with earning like I am, then you obviously haven't really experienced earning your own money a lot. And as a result, it can be very tempting to buy things. For example, uh, you know, you you might want to dine out 
every other day you might want to go out on fancy trips and that's all fine it's it's you know ultimately it's going to be a very uh, balance very very nice balance between uh, enjoying yourself that way and investing money but uh, for me in my case i i really am more of an investments kind of guy i'd rather just invest the money instead of making frivolous purchases such as expensive phones and uh you know uselessly expensive sneakers and clothes and sometimes and all those things sometimes but it's really going to depend on you uh if you 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 should possibly just look at uh your expenses your incomes and just analyze where are you going wrong if you're going wrong and how much can you realistically uh try to suck out of your income and put it all into investments and obviously don't put it into one investment because if something like franklin's uh fund thing happens then you're going to have your money stuck but then you could just put it into uh your investment corpus in general so it's a bit difficult to answer this question exactly and uh it's actually a question a lot of people seem to have unfortunately the answer is that there is no simple answer you're going to have to sort of try and understand how much you can realistically live on and then just invest the rest and uh, you you have to ob- obviously keep on investing consistently you've got to be patient with your investments otherwise they are probably not going to give you the astronomical returns that you think they would so uh that's that's the question how much to invest and remember there's no very little amount you could invest 500 rupees a month and you'd still have a, a very sizable corpus there are calculators which are available available which will give you the exact calculations but no amount is too small even if you are earning 10000 rupees a month and you think that you can only save realistically 500 rupees a month do it it's better than 0 rupees a month if you think you can only save 100 rupees a month do it it's better than you know 0 rupees as i said so uh it's completely on you but just make sure that you keep aside a certain amount a fixed amount ideally and then you just put it if you're getting bonuses or something instead of you know trying try try to resist the temptation of just splurging it all and then try to just invest it instead it might just help you in the long run and that's that's really all there is to investing it's really overcomplicated at times where a lot of people say that you need to keep in mind these things and these parameters and those are true but then when you're just starting out what really matters is actually starting so i'm going to give you a sort of an action plan of sorts if you really want to act on it then this is how you should ideally uh you know tomorrow's a monday i'm recording this at 57 minutes past 11 so it's it's kind of late and I'm not at my best this late in uh, this late at night so uh, if i sound a bit weird and if if i'm not just flowing in my normal way uh you know my normal normal <laughs> way then uh, that's the reason i'm sorry for that uh but yeah so tomorrow's a monday you could possibly start by just doing some basic research on how much you can put in so you know if if you've got a paycheck then you could just put it on an excel sheet and then try to analyze how much your rent costs and stuff there there's a book by Kevin O'Leary uh he's one of the sharks and he 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 has this very nice rule where he says that you need to map out all of your expenses open an excel sheet 
and then write down every single expense that you have write down to you know the one or two rupees happy rent that you would buy to possibly a you know 5000 rupees pair of headphones so like literally write down every single thing every single expense that you are expecting and then try to understand that where can i cut back, uh, cut down on this if you want to cut down if you don't want to cut down then you you're going to have an income goal instead of, instead of you know a very optimized expense uh, but basically try to understand how much you're going to be spending and then once you once you have an amount for example if you're earning 30000 rupees and you think that around 20 to 22000 is going to be your uh, you know expense estimation of sorts then you're left with 8000 you could possibly get away with investing around 4 to 5000 rupees and keep the rest of of 3000 or so for you know your contingency funds or just partying up or whatever you whatever you choose to do because that is also important if you if you don't allow yourself to sort of loosen up a bit and if you just continue investing and investing and investing without really taking a break without enjoying yourself then you might just burn out from it and you might think that one day is this even worth it and that is really not the kind of crisis that you want to be having that's really not the kind of uh, you know debate that you want to have with yourself because it is extremely important and it is worth it so keep some money aside just map out your expenses and if you're if you're going to be following this and if you're listening to this you know today then possibly uh right now if you have the time or tomorrow you could sort of map out your expenses very clearly this is extremely important you be be as honest as you want because literally you're going to be the only person who's going to be looking at it once you've got your expenses all mapped out understand how much you're earning understand you know where is the money going really are your expenses that you've estimated the expenses that you're actually spending or is there some deviation understand those things and then try to find how much you could realistically invest based on that once you have that figure you could possibly search a few mutual funds on websites like uh, you know i'm not quite sure i think policy bazaar has it i'm not quite sure if there are investments uh, there are websites which compare it easily but i'm sure that they are so uh, i'll just do a quick little google search and i'm sure i'll we'll find out mutual funds comparison i'm sure that there are several websites we've got money control here you got mutual fund india morningstar.in so you've got several different websites here that you can use and just try to understand which has the best uh, performance till date ideally look at 5 to 10 year benchmarks look at a fund which has had uh, the fund manager since a long time if the fund manager is switching frequently that is not really a good sign look for a fund which which has the least expense uh, you know ratios and which 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 is not going to uh, have any exit loads or entry loads and such those are basically costs that you have to pay and they eat away from returns the the thing that you're going to see the thing that you're going to encounter when you research mutual funds is growth and dividend there are two types of funds growth funds are basically which will continue compounding and will not pay you a dividend it will reinvest the dividend basically a div- dividend reinvestment plan 
and dividend uh, funds are basically going to pay out a certain amount depending on what dividends they receive they'll pay that out to you so uh, which one to pick that is also up to you you could do a mix of both you could do just one i personally prefer just growth because you know dividends the amount of dividend that you'd get on an investment of like 50000 is also not that high so you really need to rack up your investment quite high for the dividend to actually make sense so till that time you could possibly stick to the growth or the dividend reinvestment option regardless of what you want uh you know whichever you choose uh but that is one thing that you could do so you know day one you could possibly as i said analyze your expenses and just look at your incomes and such day two you could research uh these mutual funds based on how much you're willing to invest day three you could actually invest in it you could literally just transfer the funds into uh the account if you've already got your kyc and all those things done then you're, it's going to be a breeze and uh, day four you could look at direct equity you could just just research on uh, stocks and during this time make sure that you're connected to the finance market uh you could you could possibly do that by listening to this listening to this episode like uh, not this episode literally but this podcast uh my my throat is drying up so it's it's becoming a bit of a pain but uh, you could you could listen to this uh, podcast which is going to be slightly technical but i try to cover everything that happened during the day or you could just look at uh, you know websites like money control or economic times and it's going to feel like you are go like become an uncle or something but it's it's trust me it's for the better uh so just just try to be in that sense of you know awareness try to be aware of everything and eventually you will get it it's a, it's ultimately going to be a long term process the re- the really shit thing about this is that there's no easy way you really have to just start and you know put your foot uh ahead and just just march on literally the only way you can uh start investing so it's a bit you know or to even talk about it that way but that's just how it is so uh that that's going to be my action plan for you and i if you stick to it i feel that you are going to get at least a basic understanding of how things work because when you search things on your own when you're going to look at these mutual funds you will have questions and you'll search for them on investopedia or some other website which will go, give you a further understanding so it's going to be like you know jumping into a rabbit hole which is going to be an amazing experience for you hopefully if you choose to follow this and uh, i hope it i hope it works out for you so now we'll talk about a few questions that i've been asked on my poll all right so i have a few questions here that people have asked me the very first one that i'm going to pick is by neville and he said if uh, if you're new to stocks where to begin investing and what should be the target hopefully i've answered most of these questions the only one that i've left out is the target because the target really depends on you as does everything else in investing now the target is possibly going to be uh, you know if you're talking about a long term target then you could you could think of something like what would be the corpus that you'd want what would be the total portfolio value that you'd want a few years down the line let's say that uh, by the time i'm 60 i would want a few crore rupees and w- whatever that crore amount is for you you could uh, put that in and then you could reverse calculate from there there are several calculators available online which you can check out 
and which will give you a very accurate number exact number that you should be putting in every month uh it's obviously going to be uh you know impacted by the percentage returns that you're going to generate and it is going to hover between 8% to 17% in the best case in most cases so that's going to be the average range for uh, your investment returns if we do not account for a lot of negative return uh, investments so that's going to be approximately the kind of you know range you should be looking at and uh, based on that you could find the exact number and as far as a very hard target goes it's very hard to say because people have investments for different purposes for example a lot of people have a dream car fund where they'll they'll invest a certain money hoping to buy their dream car in a few years and uh, if that's if that's the kind of fund if that's the kind of investment you're looking at your target is going to be different let's say your dream car costs uh, you know 75 lakh rupees then your target is going to be 75 lakh rupees plus some change to uh, you know pay for the maintenance and taxes and such so uh that's going to be the target really not a lot where uh, we can really um you know pinpoint to a specific number because it really depends now uh, the next question is here that uh by parish could investors of franklin mutual fund have analyzed that this might happen if yes how uh that is a question that i'll answer in the franklin mf video so i'm going to leave that The next question is also by Parish. Thanks for asking two questions. Since gold is doing well, do you think that it's the right time to jump in and invest in a gold ETF? So that's a good question. Now, very first thing, ETF, exchange traded fund. It is basically a mutual fund which you can buy on the stock market, on the stock exchange. So it effectively, effectively, it works like a mutual fund. Gold ETF is basically a way to buy paper gold, electronic gold where you you don't have gold stuffed under your mattress or in your locker. You have it, you know, virtually and the prices are going to move as per gold. So, it's highly liquid and it's the best way to actually get into gold if you want to get into it. Coming to the question of whether you should get into gold or not. I'm not really sure. Uh gold is not really an instrument I trade. I, it's gold is not really an instrument I invest in either. uh but as doing a little bit of digging and i have been following gold prices passively since a few days and to me it looks like gold is just on an upwards trajectory it might see a uh, retracement profit booking retracement sometime soon so i feel that you know it, it's possibly best to wait out a little bit because right now gold prices highly infl- inflated they might come down once you know things start looking marginally positive for the equity markets and once that happens gold prices might dip a little bit which is when you could possibly put in put your money in gold because that is when you know gold is going to be trading at a lower rate and if it continues going up which it has since uh, the past few decades then you will stand to make more than you would have if you just invested it right now so my take on it put in money in gold it's it's obviously good to have that diversification to an extent uh but make sure that you are not overdoing it and make sure that you are not getting into it at an inflated valuation so that's going to be my take on gold uh not really the thing that i'm most uh you know into as of now i don't have gold etfs personally 
but it's definitely a good investment avenue based on what i've seen not quite right now not quite the time in my opinion for it uh, but it's definitely an option worth considering so those are all the questions i've skipped a few because they are not exactly related to investing uh, but those are all the questions and uh, that's it for this episode as well i know it wasn't the best and it just typically happens when i record it at night i really should stop doing that but then it's, it's the only time that i had to record it but i hope you found this helpful and informative i hope this really you know gave you something uh new you said you learned something new and i hope you stick to that action plan i hope you actually act on it because all the knowledge in the world is going to be useless if you don't act so make sure you do that if you've got any further questions shoot if you've got any literally just dm me or something at indian markets with kr on instagram at markets with kr on twitter find me anywhere if you know me personally shoot me a message personally that's fine as well and uh, yeah i hope you found this helpful see you in the next one Thank you.